and welcome to Roll, Play, Grow, the podcast for tabletop entrepreneurs, creators, and fans. I am Courtney Stover of Lighthearted Adventures, and in this podcast, we talk to the creators behind the brands and the tabletop roleplay gaming space about who they are and how they are turning their passion for gaming into a career. Hello, hello, friends. I am stoked that you are here checking this show out. If you are a creator, an entrepreneur, a podcaster, a streamer, a writer, a game designer, or even just a fan of any of the above within the tabletop roleplay gaming space, then this show is for you. So what do we do? We talk to people making games, supplements, podcasts, game accessories, decorations, food, drinks, software apps, musicians, and so much more. If it deals with TTRPGs in any way, it's fair game. So what do we talk about? We find out how your favorite creators were first introduced to TTRPGs. I did what I always do, which was like, if no one else is going to do it, then I'll do it. So I spent my whole paycheck, bought all the books for um, fourth edition, uh, spent a whole lot of time like researching it and learning it, probably spent uh, more brain energy than I did in in any college course or like exam or anything like that uh, to learn the rules. But um, sure enough, I did. And I had friends lined up to to play with me, even though I got a lot of things wrong at the beginning and uh, made a lot of beginner mistakes for being a dungeon master and all that kind of stuff. But afterwards, even if the session was was very like awkward or what have you, they kept coming back for more. And they're like, oh, this is amazing. I, I want so much more of this. And I was like, oh, really? And that's when I kind of found a passion for like what I felt I was good at in life, which was uh, storytelling. We dive into how their shop started someone had messaged me saying oh I'm so glad I was able to snag it I was waiting for you to list this and at the time I was a night owl so I was up at like three o'clock in the morning just like la 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 let me put these up on Etsy (laughs) thinking like oh they'll be there for the next two months before someone buys them but no someone was actually like waiting and I was like let me actually do this properly at a time that isn't obnoxious (laughs) And sometimes we hear some pretty wild stories. And then also my dog burned my house down. So I was like homeless for two weeks. And then it was my my 30th birthday. I was in the middle of a stressful second round of a Kickstarter campaign that was kind of at that point all or nothing for my business. If it wasn't successful, I would like I had nowhere else to go in terms of processing and being able to do my work. So I was like, well... (laughs) <laughs> it was actual make it or break it time. And then, and then I had a house fire, lost everything, almost lost my book of like seven years of recipes because I didn't have them backed up. What was I thinking? They were oh just God. in a notebook. All of my recipes, like seven years of all of my recipes were just written by hand, super messy, barely legible in a falling apart notebook. And there were no copies or backups. And our house was on fire. And my partner, who is an EMT and, and uh, was raised by firefighters, He's very brave and dreamy. He like ran into the house and saved my recipe book. (laughs) And then he was like, for God's sake, please back this up. Take photos, upload it to the cloud. What were you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of go along and just do what I'm doing. I was like such a chaotic person. So it stressed him out so bad I had to back it up. He ended up actually photographing all of it and uploading it to the cloud. But there's a couple pages in that notebook that are completely covered in soot. (laughs) I'm a project manager in real life, so we dive into a lot of processes. Because for each arc, I I divide it into three acts. 
uh, an act one, act two, split into two halves by a midpoint, and then an act three, which really helps me like group each act under like a certain amount of episodes with some flexibility. Like it's fine if like I planned out four episodes for arc one, but it ended up being like five or six. Like that's okay. I give myself the flexibility to do that. Um, but this helps make Transplanar RPG feel, I think, cinematic and like tight and like very narratively and roleplay focused, which are things that I all try to, all of us are very excited to push because we are performing for an audience instead of just sort of like playing a home game for fun. And the advice we get is just golden. You know, it's just, I think when it comes down to it, just like be very clear about what you need first with yourself. And then, you know, you just draw your boundaries with people, your like professional boundaries with people and be very clear about what you need professionally. I think what's really important is that a lot of people do not start with positivity about themselves and their products. For example, Reckless Attack, I could easily say, and I think I even joked about it earlier, hey, we're just a, another 5e podcast and we're just a bunch of people and friends sitting at a table having fun. And that's fine, but it kind of starts you off at a lower peg because you have kind of undersold yourself. And instead you can say or that we say is that hey we are a group of people who want our audience to feel like they're playing games with friends right and that's that's so much nicer and so much more positive and so much more energetic than undercutting yourself we also recognize that even though we love what we do there are challenges to any entrepreneurial endeavor it's just so hard being like dealing with the imposter syndrome of it because you look around and you see people who are so good like no matter what you're doing, you're going to look around and like if you're a GM, you're going to look around and see your Matt Mercers and your your other like major players in the tabletop community that are just so good. And it's it's normal to feel that, well, I don't deserve to have a seat at the table, but everybody does. It's it's a game and it's people telling their stories and it's all should be anyway, all out of a love of the thing. So you shouldn't be scared to, you know, put your foot forward and be out there. It's but it's such a it's such a hard thing because it's so vulnerable being like, oh, I worked for hours on this and it came out to three minutes long. Please listen to it and don't hate it. When we go to the Witch's Old Hostel in this chapter, it's basically walking through someone's heartbreak and having to like gamify that was kind of hard because it was, it, it was heartbreaking. And most people in the Yazeba's resident list are coded or explicitly trans. So it's kind of as, as like a trans person writing that I was kind of like, Oh, because it, it's never explicitly stated and it's just more an more of an analogy than an actual thing, but it is coded that it was a hate crime that burned down her all witch trans hostel, and for trans people everywhere, like knowing that, like even if you you have a house, it might not be safe if somebody knows who and what you are and takes issue with it. And so writing that chapter was really hard, and turning it into game mechanics that would hit emotionally was both hard and satisfying work. But. We don't obsess about what's hard. We recognize that what we do can bring joy to ourselves and to others. 
Also, there was a moment during the Kickstarter when um, a, a therapist messaged me, and she works with rural oh, yeah. queer teens in Idaho. <laughs> queer teens in rural Idaho, and she was like, I think that your game has the capacity to transform people's lives, and I want to use it as a tool in therapy. Do you have any advice? And that was really <laughs> a very, like, oh, cool, like, this work outlives It me. matters. <laughs> like, yeah, like, if we, get, we, if we got our start in Lark, where we would, we got so used to making things that would never matter again. Like, so and, ephemeral. The children yeah. barely remember it. Yeah, and instead, and now being at the point where we can make something where it feels like not to be conceited, but I'd like to think that there's the possibility that Wander Home can, <laughs> might matter. Might matter that, like, even if one kid finds Wander Home and that changes something for them, that's huge, right? Yeah. And like the fact that we just have that that capacity extending out into the future, and it's a permanent change in the world. You can do a lot of different things in your life, but to me, the most important thing is to do what makes you happy and. Because if you're not happy, like, what's the point? I have this conversation with my students. Like, could I make a ton of money going into industry and working with computers or with engineering? Or yeah, even I a could. larger school district. Or a larger school district. But I, I love what I do and I love where I'm at. And it makes me happy when I get up and I go to work in the morning. And to me, that's the most important thing. And as Jesse has kind of tried to figure out what she wants to do next, my, my first question for her was, well, what's going to make you happiest? Because that's what we need to pursue. Roleplay Grow is an opportunity to hear from industry giants and folks just getting started. No matter where you are in the process of your own business and your own life, you'll be able to find some amazing advice and words of wisdom from some truly incredible people. If any of this sounds awesome and intriguing to you, I hope you'll hit that follow or subscribe button. Scroll through the episodes and find the topics or creators that speak to you. Again, my name is Courtney Stover, and I hope you'll join me on this journey of exploring the behind the scenes of your favorite brands and creators. Welcome to Roll, Play, Grow.